They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. You have been confirmed. Oh. That Illuminati music industry. Illuminati confirmed. How about this? Want to join Illuminati? Call us. No, today. dude. I, I trust the media. I know a guy who knows a guy who's in Russia. Wait, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't know. Illuminati confirmed. Are you being for real right now? I am being 110. Illuminati confirmed. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are on Illuminati Confirmed. We are back in action. My name is Mystic Mark from the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Juan from the One on One podcast. Check me out. Chris and you can tell by the high energy that we are a little exhausted because today's episode was all over the place in the best possible way we had nathan lee miller foster that's right nathan lee miller foster hell of a person hell of a name mouthful of a name and he's a great guy he, he shared a lot of his insights we even asked him about his membership in the rosicrucians so uh yeah, this episode was interesting in a lot of ways, and I'm looking forward to having him back on. And and yeah, he's been on my show too. So expect more from Nathan Lee Miller Foster. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. One of the more interesting guests we had on. No shade to the, the previous guest. No, we got to keep going. We got to keep getting better and better. You know, I mean, obviously we start with amazing guests, and it only gets better from there. I think this one took the cake, bro. Chris. What do you think? I think, if, I think if you threaten, I think if you threaten the Illuminati, you come in after one, you come after all of us, dude. That's what I think. And we got we got threats on tape. Illuminati <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> deep state, the deep state is e- actively after one of us, and one of us is all of us. 
Just know that. Oh, man. Yeah, and we're going to play Nathan Lee Miller Foster's music right now before you hear his interview with us. So enjoy, folks, and thank you for tuning in to Illuminati Confirmed. Be sure to go to the Patreon to get bonus episodes. Go to Juan on Juan Podcast Patreon and get all the bonus episodes. You can also go to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy Podcast Patreon and get all the bonus audio episodes. Me and Chris and Juan, we do this shit all the time. You don't, you think there's only 12 episodes of Illuminati confirmed? Guess again. There's like 30 by now because we've done Guess so many motherfuckers. Done so many Patreon episodes and eventually you could find all those on Chris's Patreon. Uh, we just got to sit down and, and maybe just go to the library or something and ask someone to teach him how to set it up. <laughs> That's what he threatened me with. That's deep state. Damn. All right. Well, that, you're already giving away too much. Enjoy the episode. No, peace. No, peace, 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 peace. It's all love. confirmed here we are yet again the boys are back in town and we have a very very special guest someone who has joined me on my podcast recently although the episode isn't out yet uh it will be out by the time this episode is out hopefully and he is a whirlwind he's experienced a lot his name is nathan lee miller foster and you better get it right because he is my new friend. He's got a lot to share with us today. And, uh, you know, no pressure, Nathan Lee, because this is a fun show. We all just want to kick some ideas around and see what happens. And I know you're somewhat of a, a budding astrologer, maybe even a, a novice or a, a, an astrologer of some rapport. Uh, maybe you can help Chris Juan and I understand why the three of us came together to do this show. Maybe there's something in our astrological charts that has aligned us together i'm a libra of course you know you and i are, are pretty much the same other than our moons i have a, a capricorn moon and you have a leo moon but chris and juan i have no clue i've never even asked them what their signs were because i was afraid that they might think i was gay um <laughs> which is insulting and i'm sorry to start start that uh, start this show off with such a bigoted comment after pride parade but anyways and i was attending at pride parade just so everyone knows you can hear more about that on the patreon podcast that juan and chris and i do together but before i go rambling off and on and on and off uh juan chris introduce yourselves Juan from the One on One podcast. Find me anywhere on social media at the One on One podcast. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. 
where all the lizards live. So, yeah, and I'm a Taurus, bro. I was born April 23rd, 1994. So I am a Taurus. I am very stubborn. And as of recently, I I had a birth chart reading for done for the first time by Kaylee Burkana. And I don't believe in that stuff, bro. I don't, I don't believe in it. But hold on. I'm a believer now because I do believe in magic. And we know that astrology and astronomy is very big in that the planetary alignments and all that stuff. So when she read my birth chart to me, it was like on point. She doesn't know me. She did not know me at all. Like she did not know who I was and it was eerily on point. Now I know it's very general, but some of the things that she said in there, she couldn't have possibly known. So I don't know how she was able to bring it up, but she did. So can you introduce yourself briefly so I can keep giving everyone, uh, the occult fans credits. Cause he's this guy, we got a, a rock star on the show. He's got his own podcast. He's uh, in a band. So, you know, I still haven't gotten through Nathan Lee's resume and you're telling us about your astrology reading one. Well, you, you wanted to know which sign I was, you fuck. So I'm telling you what sign I was, and I'll wrap it up there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Chris. Take it from here, bro. Don't Gemini gang, there. motherfucker. Who's happening? Gemini? Okay. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know the rest of it. Like, as far as moon rising in this, that, the other, I, but June 15th, so Gemini. Okay. So... You didn't even tell us it was your birthday. I feel like a real jerk friend that your birthday was last month, and I probably didn't even wish you a happy birthday. I think I said happy birthday. What are you going to do? It's all good, man. It's uh, not a big deal. Well, when you I get, don't, I don't know if I believe in it. Like, I think there's some to it, but I don't think, like, you should be offended if somebody doesn't read. I'm, motherfucker, I'm 40, bro. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, felt, I felt that. I I. I still am offended though, because I like to, I like to wish everyone a happy birthday. So, I'm offended at myself. By the way, I should clarify. But anyways, here we are, on Illuminati confirmed, and I got to give this guy credit because he joined us last minute. I literally texted him 20 minutes ago and said, "Hey, do you want to be on this show?" And uh, you know, I should say I hoped that we would get Nathan Lee on eventually. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, the occult fan. The man behind the Six of Swords, the Six of Cups, the Six of Discs, and the Six of um, Wands podcasts, which are all on the same RSS feed. The occult fan, Nathan Lee, Miller Foster. Welcome to the show, brother. How are you today? Hey, brother. Thank you. And uh, it's nice to meet both of you, our Gemini and Taurus friends. Um, yeah, I was literally in the woods and I got a text from you. And I'm like, well, uh, the last time I got a text from you, I was wondering which way this would go. It's like, yep, yep. It uh, seemed like it was going forward, so I hustled back home and with my Hobbit feet made it back. I'm born on Hobbit Day, in fact. It's 11 days after 9-11. And uh, yeah, um, I'll just kind of listen more tonight, I think, than uh, really I want to hear what you guys are about. Thank you. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then no pressure. I mean, we do want to have you included in the conversation as much as possible. But yeah, this was kind of impromptu. And I was hoping to have this conversation with you at some point because you were texting me a bunch of interesting stuff that, you know, maybe you don't want to directly get into. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to explain the pictures you sent me? Because I was fascinated. I had a busy day today, so I wasn't able to address them. But you sent me a picture of uh, what I described as your altar. It looks like a very cool altar. Am I wrong there that this... uh, 
That's my record player. Your record player? Well, it's your music <laughs> altar. I called it an altar, and you're not the first person who said that. So I guess I just can't help but, you know, once you step into the magical thing, everything starts getting all, you alter it. Mm, but that's the thing, though, is so many of these things are implicitly esoteric. It's really once you have the eyes to see them, you start noticing this stuff through pop culture and in all these interesting places so yeah absolutely it was the lost highway soundtrack too mm. which um i couldn't even dig into this like and tell you how this is literally like to the day kind of amazing stuff like well and this is a good place to get into this because juan and chris uh and i all discussed that same story that you and i discussed with the matrix and david lynch so juan and chris are are filled in on that whole story it's actually the sun conjunct serious right now the dog star so this is not an accident (laughs) uh juan not ron juan asked about the uh basically like what you know could be the connections and just for an example we're talking today on the dog star conjunction of the sun the sun being vision wait let's do that so we can freak out half the crowd uh yeah oh wait i got every oh there we go everyone's doing their thing so the only one who didn't do it is the actual illuminati one look for the look at that guy that's how we Illuminati we confirmed Oh, um, dude, I'm totally in the Illuminati. Giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> All right. So I, I guess today is the dog star conjunction. And I was thinking about, you know, Keanu Reeves, like being made to look like he was, you know, wetting the paper and stuff like that, which is like, you know, his band was dog star. So there's all the connections there. But uh, that just made me realize that it's interesting that Lost Highway appeared today. I was thinking about you, Mark, because you told me about how she died on the way back to Manson's house. And actually, like, there's two Manson songs on there, and one of them's "I Put a Spell on You." Mm, so right, and, and she. I don't know if you've seen. Mm, go ahead. Well, I have seen Lost Highway. It was a very confusing movie at the time that I saw it because I really I wasn't aware of this whole world quite yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe rewatching it will garner more, you know, things that stand out. But yeah, uh, Jennifer Syme was a big influence on the soundtrack for that movie, particularly. Yeah. Isn't that weird that it showed up this morning? I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm still a little in the dark on what do you what you mean by how it showed up. But what uh, the last highway album on vinyl, which mm-hmm. um, you ordered was, it and it got shipped today or something. Sold, it sold out like in like 45 minutes. Like it was like one of the highest sought after things that Sacred Bones Records put out. And oh. basically I was at the time a member of the Record Society and they gave us a heads up email. So I was like keyboard cat ready <laughs> to come down. <laughs> Wait, hold on, dude. We need to know your resume, dude. You keep jumping around like a fucking. All right, I'm gonna ignore that question. We're gonna come back around to the the gentleman in the sunglasses. Please simmer simmer down. All right, get the the fuck out of here, dog. I'm gonna leave leave now. I'm getting the fuck. I'm getting the fuck out of here. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's all let's all compose ourselves. Slow down. So, do they teach you to say asshole at Mensa? (laughs) Yeah, he's a. What are you talking about? All right, so I'm going to start speaking backwards to make more sense. Thank you. I know. Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to be here for like five minutes, I swear to God. All right, my my Mars is already – my Mars is like – okay. So anyways, the point is is that um, Sacred Bones Records is a record company that puts out kind of like esoteric-y, kind of like Mm. darker material. They have a girl named Pharmacon. If you want to give yourself a really good time, take a lot of LSD and blast Pharmacon. Mm. What was, that? The, what was the original don't name? Don't do that. Pharmacon, or I'm sorry, what was the answer? Dead uh, Bones. Sacred Dead Bones. Bones. Oh, Sacred Bones, sorry. It's getting me all jazzed up, dude. No, it's okay. <laughs> 
I love it. So, okay, so you you keyboard catted your way into getting the Lost Highway uh, vinyl shipped to you, and it arrived today. Is that what I'm yeah, getting? Uh, basically, which is today is Dog Star Day, mm, essentially of all the, days. The sun, <laughs> which is visual, which is bringing attention to. Right. So that's why we all talk about our son when we say our birthday. Mm. It's like, oh, what's the one thing that everyone sees? So you go through the checkout line, you see like Virgo this or whatever, and no one ever really sticks because like no wonder we don't think it makes any sense. You're like, oh, you're your hand. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not who you are. You're an entire being. Mm. So you have to realize that like we're just like with anything in our, you know, just with like 432 hertz, take it or leave it. We've been miseducated to the point of stupidity or blindness or ignorance, right? Right. Right. And and I, I should excuse uh, Chris there because I probably didn't give you the, the proper introduction that you deserve, Nathan Lee. So maybe Chris needs a little bit of uh, filler in, but give us like the quick 101 on, on who you are, brother, if you can. I'm a, okay, so my Illuminati creds, <laughs> make that joke, but they're not really, It's this is a joke. I'm a Freemason. I'm a Rosicrucian. Um, I'm a member of a few other orders that I don't mention. Uh, basically there's a bunch of, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I would, I would say that if you really wanted the truth and this is something that's like, absolutely like, first of all, I can prove it. But secondly, like you say these things and it's like, I am probably a planned birth. Mm. So I mean, like, or like by the deep state. Yeah. That the deep state. Well, you just nailed it. Cause Nathan Lee, tell him the name of your band. Nathan Lee and his deep state. <laughs> see, in the modern, yeah, in the modern, you're going to blow your speakers out with that thing tonight. I just, that's the last time you need that one. Um, no, really, there's, there's a, um, there's, there's a bunch of uh, forces that work in our lives. And if we think that they're not real, then all the better for the forces that, you know, are there because you're just going to be an ant scurrying around while the uh, humans walk about. Right. But um, no, it's 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 to the point where it's gotten ridiculous, like even in like my own experience. So uh, Nathan Lee and his deep state, that's just something I use because it's kind of like, you know, these days you just put it right out there and it's like you could say it if they don't believe you. Perfect cover story. So, and, <laughs> and see, you can just say that these days. You just mm. can say that. So you're in the deep state. Long story short, though, like. Disney itself is a company that my friend, my best friend's Joey J. He's born on 8888. And uh, he's just, he's a lovely guy. He's got a Gemini moon uh, and a Leo sun. He's just one of the best people alive. Like he's so chill. You you just like him. You want to be around him. Uh, so basically I was talking with him. He's like, Disney man's got their finger in like every pie. Mm. And so basically like when you look at the bed knobs and broomsticks, this is my resume. This is how I'm doing my resume now. Bed knobs and broomsticks is obviously about the occult, right? We all know it's got like Satis D, like John D and Astaroth and stuff like that. In that film, which is 13, the witchcraft number, before my year of birth, which I'm born seven months and seven days after the Duffer Brothers who did uh, straight uh, Stranger Things. And uh, not to give anything away about that, but my ancestor is the first man to fall for this country. His name's Jonathan Harrington. He died in the Battle of Lexington Conquered. And Damn. Uh, based and basically you have Jonathan who's in love with Nancy and Steve Harrington. So Jonathan Harrington. No, these people absolutely know who I am, like without a doubt. And so the question is like, how does this work? I'm slowly figuring that out. Uh, not quickly enough to my liking, but all things in their due time. Long story short, 13 years before my birth, they released my birthday in, as I've told you, 
on the side of a car in uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. They also then have a character named Nate Foster who got famous for singing just last March. They released this. I'm a singer named, you know, when you shorten the name, it's Nate Foster. Uh, another one is my ancestor on my other side is uh, Susanna Martin, who was one of the women slain in Salem. Uh, so I am Patriot blood on my father's side and witch blood on my mother's side. I mean, that feels really good to say. I hope it sounds as cool as I think it does. And basically, yeah, it fucking does. And so basically, um, Susanna Martin was killed in Salem and they made hocus pocus about that. But that's obviously about my family. So Disney has like some weird thing. And the Coupe de Gracie, I'm leaving out a lot of stuff, but the Coupe de Gracie is that Disney's coming to my damn town to film next month. What? Do you know what, what they're filming? Halloween Town 5. <laughs> five of all numbers. Okay. Okay. This is, uh, this is the hometown of Harry and the Potters, the wizard rock band, just to add some more layers. HP, Harry Potter, Hocus Pocus, and such. Right. And are you willing to disclose the name of that town? We might have listeners in your town. Be careful. You don't want to get uh, stalkers. That would be bad for them. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't think any of our listeners are like, too invasive they're all very sweet and kind again, again it's it's not it's not a concern it's literally <laughs> it's not a concern Good. um so basically yeah no um they can look up where disney's filming to make it more interesting but i'll end this like bodacious rant with the idea that there's this uh, show called uh zero hour not the one made about chernobyl but the one that's made in 2013 about the rosicrucians versus the nazis and the end of the world and with CERN getting turned on, is it fact or fiction? I'll, I'll end the... That's my resume. Damn. I'm a well, rock star, motherfucker. Well, and our last episode of this exact podcast was about Nazis in Antarctica and South America and all these other places. So, well, we touched on it. We talked about a lot of other stuff, too. But, yeah, definitely a privilege to have uh, a Rosicrucian here on the show. I can't say you're our first, but... I won't let the listeners know which one that first was. It was one of the first 11 guests. Um, <laughs> and uh, here we are now. So, yeah, we won't uh, we won't spend too much time on your resume unless you have anything more to, to say. But, Chris, I feel like Chris has a bunch of questions. And I should tell you, you know, like, this is a good cop, bad cop, crazy cop show where uh, Juan's the bad cop, I'm the good cop, and Chris is that crazy cop who might just start f firing at I'm any point. Cop, bro. <laughs> well, you guys are like basically Hecate. That's, that's the goddess Hecate, as you're aware. Okay, and that's interesting because Catherine of the Wheel, are you familiar with uh, how Hecate is connected to Catherine of the Wheel and Catherine the Great and all this like Kate symbolism, the, the name Kate? Uh, oh, I'm not, but I'm just, if I can just throw two things out that people probably wouldn't know to, it's Catfish Kate is uh, one of the most recent Pixie song, songs. Uh, and uh, Kate Bush was the major theme on Stranger Things 4, which Miguel then went to the awesome trouble of twinning me with the, my own fit. He didn't know that it was my family name, but he twinned me with Steve in an amazing intro uh, before the Aeon Bite Live. Mm. Which, if you haven't seen, it's just so, it's so good. Mm. So, yeah, Kate Bush. Right on, right on. Well, Chris, ask some questions. You seem very confused. You're rolling up joints 10 minutes into the interview. Confused, dude. <laughs> You're confused? So, I, if I understand this correctly, you're 
a planned birth from Disney Corporation to be a rock star? That's actually probably the most, con- I know that you're just saying it, but that's actually probably the most concise. Uh, when you when you realize that Walt Disney himself was not a Mason, he was a Demole. And this uh, is you on, on, on the Instagram? Yeah, I can't see that, dude. Um, but oh, Walt man. Disney was a Rosicrucian, so it just gets more and more interesting. A cult fan? Um, yeah, that's him. But yes, that's, that's, that is I. That's you? Yes, Chris. Yes, Chris. I'm just making sure. Jeez, that, Chris. Oh, that's that's definitely my Albanian cousin. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Maybe you got like you know like you got styled up in some of these photos, but I just wanted to make sure. Dude, I love that you think I got styled up. Uh, that's it. Okay, thanks. Anyways, you're not styled up. You're pretty styled up, dude. Thanks, it's man. It's a compliment. Okay. It's a compliment. Next question. Next question. <laughs> Juan, any thoughts so far before we get into some deeper topics? Because I do want to ask you about Stranger Things. I feel like everyone's been talking about Stranger Things lately. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, I'll, I'll give you guys some good stuff that I haven't released anywhere else yet. Tell us. Except for my blog. But... Tell us. So yeah, you, please. You do astrology readings? Is that the gig? Well, Chris, what do you take leeches and remove? Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay, Chris, do do you want a one hundred and one on astrology? Is that what? Where's you're... the deep state? Where where's the deep state Instagram? Is it what? What is it? Well, you could listen to his music on uh, several Band different Camp. places. Yeah, Bandcamp, and I think there's some songs on YouTube as well, right? But oh, so that's me rocking this... out on guitar. That's not okay. so much as anything for a song. That's just me going, you know, very crazy with the guitar. Okay, that okay. makes more sense. Her name is Alice. My guitar, of course. Right. So, 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 all right. So, boom. You're deep state, and you're admitting it, and that means what? Also, are you aware that you're in Illuminati, no. or are they are they aware that you're in Illuminati? <laughs> I'm going to answer yes to all of what you just said. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. And, you know, I mean, who, what, is, what even is the Illuminati after? Do you get dossiers like in the movies? Do you get like missions and stuff? Like, I think you're talking over Juan's question now. <laughs> do, you, do you, I just have one question. Do you know Ronnie Pontiac by any chance? Sorry, man. No. All right. Why is, is that? that- Who's that? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. <laughs> He's he studied astrology with Manly P. Hall. Oh, cool, dude. So you cool. kind of remind me of him aesthetically. He's got a band too. And hopefully I'm gonna have a, a interview with him. I just didn't know if you just happen to know who he was. I will listen to your interview. That's gonna be cool. I hope you yeah. guys have a good time. Yeah, I hope so too. Hopefully he comes through. We'll see what happens. Ronnie Pontiac. Yeah, that's a hell of a name. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't I don't wanna like give you the 33 degrees but that is kind of the show that we do here the you know the third, the third degree. degree mark if you fucking knew anything i know i was pun intended okay chris but <laughs> who's in the deep state now mother <laughs> yeah well you know i am friends with nathan lee so i guess that makes me in the illuminati as well hit me with that button illuminati confirmed <laughs> but here we are <laughs> I want to get into Stranger Things. I know we usually blast our guests with all kinds of questions about themselves, but uh, I think the way Nathan Lee researches, this stuff is naturally going to be a part of his story, and we're going to learn more about him as the conversation goes on. 
I've had a lot of synchronicities going on lately. Tell us. And I, and I don't know if it's because of the comic book coming out. I promise I didn't put any sigils in there. But I guess with all the energy and all this stuff, it's I've been having a lot of. So I literally I was literally talking to somebody because somebody hit me up on Instagram about Coral Castle because we did that episode with Chaz of the Dead. And somebody hit me up and sent me a book that uh, Edward, I think, is at lead Scannon, Scalnin or something like that. He did. A, he wrote a book on magnetism, the guy from Coral Castle. So a fan of the show sent me the book so mind you he sent me the book and then i'm listening to joe rogan and this is before this is you know this is after he had already sent me the book and i and i forwarded it to paranoid american to thomas and then fucking rogan starts talking about coral castle after i had already sent the book to thomas and the guy sent it to and me. after i wrote joe rogan a handwritten letter asking if i could be on his podcast <laughs> Are you trying to manifest it, bro? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying yeah. To manifest going on I, sh- I, bro- I lit it on fire and drank the ashes. Did you? You needed to jerk off on it, then put it on fire, dude. I was oh, trying to leave God. the secret ingredient out, Juan. We don't need other people copying me, dude. Then it's not going to work. Sorry. Anyways, so the other day, check this out. The other day, so I've, I've had a few like synchronicities. The other day, I went to Publix with, and it's like a supermarket here in Florida. Yes, we know that. I went to, to Publix and I picked him out. He he likes Peppa Pig, right? I picked him out this magazine. It was a Peppa Pig magazine, okay? And I bought it for him. I come home. My wife is at the doctor with our newborn, at the doctor getting him checked out and all this stuff for his one-month visit. And guess what the fucking nurse's name was? Peppa Pig. Peppa, bro. Fucking Peppa. And I was like, there's no way I send her a picture of my son holding the Peppa Pig magazine. And then the fucking nurse's name is Peppa. And then there was one more that I've completely forgot. Well, think about, about it like this, Juan. You are noticing synchronicities. The word synchro has to do with time. And you're making a comic book about the Saturn time cube. I mean, what do you <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen? You said there's no sigils. The whole comic book's a sigil. Well, I didn't put any, you know, Grant Morrison or, or you're, you're missing the point. Like, there you go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah look at that. You're That's speaking right there. Look right. That. Well, and I think who better to have on for this conversation than the occult fan, but nonetheless, um, but also I just rewatched the first season of stranger things that i finished yesterday okay and i'm working my way back because i wanted to see the new material that they put out perfect and we're talking about stranger things bro right this is this is uh too much of a coincidence well and i think chris and i (laughs) chris and i both right chris you haven't seen stranger things have you yeah i mean you've uh, seen it but you don't watch it right yeah i mean yeah, I've seen it. I've seen a couple okay. of so, Yes or no, bro. Yes or no. Have you yeah, seen it? Yes I don't really pay attention when I'm I know that that's it. Okay. Well that's you're so you're you're saying your lady makes you watch it. We get that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well me, I've seen only the first few episodes of the first season and really nothing more. So I don't know that much about it. And Stranger you, Things pipe. Right on. Smoke Yo, some you trees. Really bug out. My my friend Gabby is in that show, which is really weird too. What? So now we have a person, a personal connection, a friend of a friend, 
We got to get into this. So Stranger Things, Hail Nicholas Cage, MK Ultra, <laughs> up the wing, Wahoo, Wazoo in, in this show. MK Ultra, we got portals, we got all kinds of stuff. And I've heard recently conspiracy theorists are really liking this show because it's putting these topics out there in a way where, let's say, normies are starting to understand what MK Ultra is, which I'm like, this seems like a controlled release right like they're letting people know at this point it's in time very purposeful it's mm. actually um no, see i i just realized today it's not so much what people call predictive programming as it is what they call assuming the god form what does that mean uh particularly devotional aspects of the human consciousness within a pantheon that has, has been established over time that's formed what they call an egregore which is like a mastermind basically you can then tap in and become certain energies. If you put these energies into the world, it's like, oh, we're becoming like stranger things. It's like, no, you're becoming the God form and now CERN, blah, 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 you know, which was season three. And then if you look at uh, the Nazi bell, Dr. Farrell, dark journalist, GG Young type stuff, uh, Nazi, um, if you notice how in Stranger Things 4, uh, that's the Nina project well flip the vowels like you can do in any gematria so n-a-n-i flip your uh dimensional n the second n what let what word is that tell us <laughs> nina and flip it backwards <laughs> on in Nazi, bro oh shit illuminati it's, confirmed and so oh my god that's that's okay so um basically not to give anything away but 11 basically just makes that shit go up in the air and then back down which is all the original nazi bell could do so this is also something of a kind of like a controlled release of like welcome to your new reality the first one was cern and this uh like i guess the third season was cern the second one was using the Nazi bell. I'm sure the fourth one's going to be whatever technology is like <clears throat> the Rona and stuff like that. So, um, you know, whatever's going on with all of that, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered that kind of aspect of the new technological lockdown. They're basically trying to implement what Rudolf Steiner talks about as the eighth sphere. They're trying to make something descend into this realm, which will be like uh, the Power Man 5000 song. Remember Worlds Collide? They got the system for the total control. And that's Rob Zombie's little brother, too. Mm. So um, just throwing all these things at you really quickly. But then that was a big revelation because Nina Sharp is the assistant of William Bell in Fringe, which is about uh, the same kind of torturing children to activate their psychic powers so that they become psychic weapons. Right. Which is a large part of the new reality that we're going to be entering into because the sentinels that you're going to need to keep the society down are not just going to have guns. They're going to need to be like minority report. Mm. I'm just, my quick, quick question. Where, where does Elias Artista fit into all this, bro? <laughs> Chris, we are so lost. Who's Juan? Can you give us a, I know, I know Nathan Lee might know, but can you tell everyone who doesn't know who that person is? Well, he's still uh, mysterious to me. I want to hear it from, a Rosicrucian. Okay, but can you knows. give us like what you know about him before Nathan Lee explains so what he knows? He is uh, either you can take it from the Paracelsian point of view, where it's yeah, because we all have that point of view. <laughs> it's a pseudonym for salt, right? For the the mercury and the alchemical process and all this stuff. Salt, uh, Elias Artista, which is like you know whatever. But then there's also this concept of it being this 
Rosicrucian Messiah. But the problem with that is that it's like a three-part prophecy. Mm. A quarter of the population needs to be infected by something or annihilated. And then there was another one that needs to survive. Another quarter needs to survive. When was this guy born? Pre-Georgia Guidestones or post-Georgia Guidestones? Bro, this is like, this is... This is Paracelsian. This is oh, okay. This is pre-Rosicrucian official doctrine, even. Well, that's the thing when because the Rosicrucians came out with like sixteen hundred, seventeen hundreds, or whatever after right their manifesto of Christian Rosicrucians was called. So that's why I want to see where all this plays in a role in because it's very weird that they say that a quarter has to die. The other one has to has to survive. Then there was one more in there. I forgot Wait, what it was. Juan, Juan, hold on. This is Rosicrucian prophecy, like Jesus kind of shit. Is gonna, a, mas- it, a messiah. This is yeah. what needs to happen. And then when that happens, like bada bing, bada boom, we're in the right spot. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Sorry. Bro, 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 bro. You can't ignore this shit. All right. We're talking about an alchemical process that's happening in real well, time. And what you You're just talking about the sphere of humanity. I mean, it's not Chris. It's individual groups dying. Chris. So, Chris, when you look at the Georgia Guidestones, and he just said that the 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 guy prophesized this whole thing about you know population control. I mean, it doesn't totally explain it more. So, Elias Artista is this. It's the immortal alchemist. He exists outside of space and time. So we're talking about Stranger Things. We're talking about alternate dimensions and all this shit. So this character is supposed to have visited all the greatest alchemists personally to let them know and give them a pat on the back, almost like an ascended master type of thing, Helena Bavatsky. Okay. So this is like this guy, almost like a, a St. Germain, if you will. He just a, pops up. Yo, you're on the right track. Keep it going. A flamel that there's, yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll right. pop in and then he'll be like, hey, dude, you're doing a good job. And then just, they'll say, hey, he's gone. You know what I mean? So... And again, he's immortal, like a Flamel or a Germain or whoever else, other other alchemists of the time that have been known to be immortal because they figured out the secret of the Philosopher's Stone and alchemy. Yo, or whatever the if fuck you were was. like Thoth or something, though, with that big bird face, it'd be real hard to be camouflaged just walking around New York City and shit. Or would it? You know what I mean? Because I was oh, watching shapeshifters. Well, I was watching uh, Big Trouble in Little China the other day. You know what I'm saying? There's that snake lady that lives in the basement and shit like that. You know what I mean? I'll be paying attention. I love that movie. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. Kurt Russell's, bro. All right. Well, well, Nathan Lee, what are your thoughts? Are, are you familiar with this uh, AA guy? I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'll just use his... EA. EA, okay. Elias Astrashum, something like that? Elias Artista. Okay. All right, so, so hold up. So that's the guy, the Messiah. These things happen. And then a third of the population turns into pillars of salt or whatever the fuck. And then what happens? Oh, I don't know what happens. That's why I'm asking the Rosicrucian what happens because I'm curious. Did you think he's just going to tell us straight up the yeah. truth? You better, dude. <laughs> okay. I better. At but your you own discretion, what do you that think? Was, that was that was the answer. I better. <laughs> you're better than that. Well, I, I respect your oath to secrecy if that's what you're... I didn't say I'm better than that. I might just be, you know, 
You, you just to tell you right now. I'm getting messages on my screen saying these guys are way too close. Uh, we're sending screenshot them. that and send it to us. We're sending all the way rabbit units right now. Green, to pitch them up. So are we? Are we on to something? Is there a white hat versus black hat force? That's what I would say. Is that that is most likely? Yeah, retaliates and hits. Whoa, that's weird. Um, dude, you Chris is going to be the first to go. All right. So, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, screenshot that and send it to me, bro. Yeah, that's we would totally send you things. Anyways, um, so the point is, nice nipples. So the point <laughs> is, thanks, bro. Nice hair, dog. For men, nipples for men. It's a new hair club, hair club for nipples for men. Yo, so so they're gonna whack me? Is that what you're telling me? We got this on film. We have on film that you do a good enough job whacking yourself. Yo, way to avoid the question. <laughs> All right. Well, we were talking about Stranger Things, and then one. Yeah, that's a threat. We got a threat now. I'm well, Chris, you're the over there from the Illuminati slash Deep State versus one of your one of the founding members of this podcast. Chris, you're what over you there, straight up fart boying all over the place, <laughs> stinking up this podcast. Let no. the man speak. I'm getting threats, man. Now I'm feeling like I'm backed into a. Corner, no, you're man. fine. Like, we're all we're all we're all wearing gloves here. This is no, this isn't no holds barred podcasting. We're getting too close to the truth. All right. Well, Juan, why did you bring that up? Does that have anything to do with Stranger Things, or are you just taking shots at our Rosicrucian friend no, here? No, I'm, I'm. I am curious. I am. I'm just a student, bro. I'm just a researcher. Okay. So I am I. Something that. There's not a lot of information about. So would you join? Would you join if Nathan Lee told you that the only way to find this information is to join yourself? No. Oh. Okay. So you're just a Cowan then, right? Is that what we call them, Cowans? So I looked into joining <laughs> AMROC, right? I looked into what it would be to join, and and one of the things that really popped out to me when I when I was looking at the the paperwork and all that stuff there was. It states specifically that to practice whatever it is that they're going to give you, to not just read it because that would be in theory. And it made it very clear to not, you know, to participate in the ritual or ceremony or whatever and not read it. And because that's what we do, right? As conspiracy theorists, we, we have all this fucking knowledge and we do nothing with it. And then you have the secret societies or occult circles that actually put it to work i guess and to test it out i don't know i mean i'm not i'm not that's like what we talked to esoteric eddie about when we Mm -hmm. when he said esotericism applied you know like applying this to your life in a way that actually helps your life and doesn't take away from it but you grab mark stavish's book nathan lee is there a reason you want to let's get into egregores we talked about this on the show Ooh, the egregore of the amork which for people who aren't aware amork i don't know how you know, some Rosicrucians would consider them, but my friend from Norway, who's a Rosicrucian, according to him, he's of a Rosicrucian order that has a direct lineage to the original order. Uh, and he said that Amork is sort of like to them, not really taken seriously. And and maybe that's just inner, you know, fraternity squabbling. But, uh, but I, I think there might be some truth to that when you consider like the Amork stuff, like I have a couple of their books because what they would do is they would distribute this stuff like a mail-in Rosicrucian. Anybody could become a Rosicrucian if you mail the right amount of money. They send you back your supplies. You put it into practice and, and they'd send you maybe like tests or so on. 
But a lot of those people probably gave up halfway through and then just gave all their stuff away to some used bookstore. And then some guy like me comes along and, you know, theorizes about it and, and never puts it into practice. So, but yeah, maybe the, the, that concept of mail order Rosicrucian creates an egregore of unwitting people who are like, you know, sort of feeding it monetarily to get more material. And now they're adding more people to this mind network. What do you think, Nathan Lee? Yeah, there's definitely a ton of different groups. There are some uh, Rosicrucian groups that are Masons only, and they might not take that other group seriously. And then they might not take that other group seriously because one of them's Hasid and the other one's not. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like if you convert to, if any of us converted to Judaism, uh, not not any of us would really be accepted by like Hasids, for right. example. Right. There's always that kind of thing. So they have their own egregore. And they're not going to allow other people to technically be part of that in just the strictest definition. If I, am I making sense? Yeah. So then there's other Rosicrucian groups that have an openness that have like claim to a different story or a lineage. I mean, I would assume, right, that. And so this actually goes into the origin story in a very clear, practical manner. Mark Stavish is wonderful for this kind of thing. No bullshit. Just like what is really happening. And, uh, you know. I don't, what's, um, what is the, I just want to know for later, what's the name of your friend's group that's in Switzerland or Sweden? I'm sorry, I can't remember. He's never told me, but, um, and we've never spoken about that on the air, so I, I wouldn't feel comfortable revealing his identity. But yeah, he's from Norway, so people could probably Norway. do the, you know, backtracking and see the only Norwegian guest I've ever had on my podcast. So until I get another, it's pretty easy to narrow down. Um, so I was just was wondering, cause like that kind of stuff is a personal interest to me. Um, I am not a member of any of the Mason only ones. I'm mm. a member of Amork. That's what my life led okay. me to do. Uh, we also have a lodge or had a lodge in so, Holston. So is it, am I correct in my assumption that it's all mail order or no, there are actual lodges and you can join. Well, we let women in. No, I mean mail as in like you mail it in, like, <laughs> you know what I meant? Come on now. <laughs> But up, but, um, <laughs> I know that was good. Um, thanks. Anyways, so the point is, is that it's something that you can go to lodges. We uh, have our things distributed to us. You can actually just download them from the website now, so you can print it out and such. Hmm. I haven't been to lodge in a while, as you can figure out. You know, stuff from the past two years and all of the heinous bullshit that's been coming down. Hmm. Right. Uh, I, I really have I, I hold no candle for anyone who's a oppressor or a destroyer of liberty or freedom. Uh, just, it doesn't matter what group I'm part of. If my any group that I was a part of ever got in the way of freedom, I would be out like uh, in, a, in a like in a burning bridge minute. What about the deep state? What about it? These would be oppressors of freedom, correct? Are they? Seems like it. <laughs> well, you don't even know that Nathan Lee's in the deep state. The name of the band, dude. <laughs> yeah, but he's got his own deep state. May, how do you know you're not a part of his deep state by being on this podcast? Yeah, dude. That's, that's well, what I'm going to go right, for. Right. May I add to also that Mr. Pontiac is. We're going to take your voice samples from this episode and use it on one of Nathan Lee's live shows as like a, a denouncer. A what? I don't I'm know. just trying to understand, man. Element in the theatrics <laughs> oh. of this show. So we got the uh, Rosicrucian Order, and they have a Agrigor, and that Agrigor is doing 
like I think of an agrigore like a, a, a Juan's favorite word, the golem, mm. right? but it's like a mental golem. Well, you're kind of like in a linguistic so. way using two words to say the same thing, like the word okay. aggregate and egregore. I pronounce it egregore. No, it's okay. I've heard people pronounce it the way you pronounce it, and I think there's some truth in both because the way I interpret it is like you're aggregating minds with an egregore. The more people that become a part of this vibration for lack of a better word egg hatches aggregate together and then the other one is what Juan just you know jumped in with is egregore like you're creating something together a group of people are creating an egg that then hatches and becomes something else right the same way an egg becomes you know a lizard or a chicken or a fish you know an egg can can become many different things it could be an egg inside of a a fallopian tube that gets you know fertilized by a sperm and becomes a human being so yeah okay, so, I, what are, so what are we doing here so we're gonna aggregor whichever way you want to say it a golem of some sort of mind golem of some sort to complete so a what? certain ag- objective or agenda so that's okay. why my right. question about like white hat versus black hat and this could also be funneled into the stranger things conversation because it's like well, why would they expose all these ideas to the people? Maybe it's because there are two factions, white hat versus black hat, that are trying to control this deep state, so to speak. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I mean, that's so kind of a cliche idea, but. Does the Rosicrucian order, sorry, does the Rosicrucian order is what I'm trying to get at here is they're trying to create this aggregore, mental thing, whatever. But to what end? What is the purpose? What is the purpose from their perspective? Bro, to take over the fucking world. What do you oh, think? Oh, so it's dude? pinky in the brain shit. Power, dog. Well, but, that, but that's power. also the thing. It's like to say that they, uh, what are they trying to do with it? It's like it's the same thing that any other group that's tried to take power tries to do. It's just a vehicle through, for, for which these things happen. It's not that like one group invented the egregore and now we need to stop them. I think the act of making an egregore is just something that civilizations and groups do. I mean, can I just interject for a second? That's why you're here. Yes, please. Is God's egregore of herself, himself, itself. Like, you know what I mean? We're God's dream. And then God awakens like the wind fish and we disappear like that Zelda game. Well, the way I see it is if it's perceivable, it's not God. So, because you remember it's emanation, it's an emanation of the source. So, anything that we can perceive is just a reflection of the divine. So I, you know, and then it's funny because the whole, I learned from Manly P hall that the whole, the idea of, you know, and in, in story of Moses that Jesus showed his backside to him. So apparently showing your backside, your ass to somebody is a sign of like initiation or something. I have to look for the quote again. I'll look for it while you guys are talking, but it's very interesting because, you know, we're talking about bringing the hidden to to light, I guess. I don't know. Because, Mark, I've always talked about this, about how the observer effect is a real thing, right? So they need people to partake in these, I guess you could call them ceremonies or rituals or something. But one thing is people don't understand that they're part of the ritual so when you're sitting in front of your tv watching netflix you're perhaps mm. being put in a ritual unknowingly right you're being entertained but the world's a stage so 
I've always said that the, the, the magicians or the sorcerers, uh, as they're, as they grow in power and, and, and money, their stage just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So they're able to project these egregores or these things through everyone's fucking scrying mirror at their house. I mean, that's what a TV is. If you really look at it, it's, so you sit there and you see into the other aether, right? Into the other dimension. You're fucking literally looking into some, you know, you're, you're, right now we're peeking through the world wide web into another dimension. I can see you guys. You guys are there. It's true. Yeah. So I, I've always said this. I mean, this is something that, you know, people go, well, it's all bullshit. Maybe it is bullshit, but we, you can't, you can't expend the observer effect. Why does it happen? Well, we don't know. You get a Nobel Peace Prize if you fucking solve that one. So I think us partaking, you know, the, us being there is part of, the ritual it, it's part of it that's why they make all these movies and they relate them to what the tarot cards you know we're talking about symbology and all these things so it's part yeah there you go so it's part of it's part of a I, I, dude i mean it's, this shit goes deep I mean, let me find that quote that i'm talking about could i just um read yes. something from this about amorx since yes and i'm definitely gonna need to follow up with you after this not now but about your friend i i'm right now it's one of the most important things I could do is figure out more about these different Rosicrucian groups because um, some Rosicrucian groups, if they're not letting other Rosicrucians in, are they really Rosicrucian groups or are they just telling you they're Rosicrucian groups? Oh, like a no, smoke no, screen. I'm not trying to be catty. No, no, no. I know. I'm. I don't. I don't hold the candle for anyone else either. So yeah, I hear you. Okay, so this is just from Mark Stavish's book. So this should go as far as you want it to go. That's. Uh, always critical to think for yourself. Oh, I think all four of us here, well, three, whatever, all four of us agree on that. Um, <laughs> shots, bro, shots, man. I come in peace, bro. <laughs> he was I'm talking. going to keep reading. <laughs> Go ahead, Nathan. Yep. yep, yep. Naturally, you will suffer much, individually and collectively, before the day and hour of triumph comes. But these sorrows, these tests and trials... Uh, this is basically a prophecy that's been mailed out to the original uh, members of Amork back in like 1915, since that's when this, you know, it's, it went underground and then it was reborn again. Because like um, Juan was observing, or in this case, not observing, not everything happens on the material causal plane. Uh, not everything happens on the material plane. Most, actually, everything happens on the causal plane. By the time it gets here, this is not the time to try to change things. It's already manifested. So this is original documents from the 1915 resurgence. Uh, and to answer the Fama Fraternitas thing, that was 1514, 1515, and 1516, uh, the three famous Rosicrucian documents. So, but I mean- Christian Rosencrantz, right? It's the whole- Exactly. Um, I see, I don't know if I'm doing this. That's probably R and there's an R and a C. Mm. That's probably the C and the R. Right. All right. So, um, oh, cool, man. Uh, you're about to hear that actually coming up in a second uh, because it's not just like group minds. It's like we can start, especially if you have people who are like have strong psychic sending, there's going to be stuff that's coming down already uh, like mist in the, in the heavens, kind of, kind of pretty, pretty way to put it. Libra, Libra appreciates that. Our right, and Taurus, cause you're actually a Venus ruled sign as well. Uh, Gemini and Virgo are Mercury. So let's continue. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah. Mercury's a planet. All right, naturally, you will suffer much individually and collectively before the day and hour of triumph comes. And this showed zero hour. This is like hand in hand with what's going on. Uh, it says, uh, but these sorrows, these tests and trials will make your souls purer and stronger. Uh, now get this one. It says, and you as the builder of the great temple of human souls 
will meet great opposition and must sacrifice the greater part of your life that truth may come. Sometime, when you least expect it, you will find in your country the place where the secret R.C. Stone was placed by our delegates, the monks on the mount, and where again you will meet face to face the master, capital M, who guided you here. And to finish it says, I now ask that you pledge to us that you will take up for the work for man's freedom, against man's slavery, for man's, all capital letters, so they didn't have any soy boys at the time, cough, okay. <clears throat> knowledge for, um, no, okay, for man's knowledge against man's ignorance, for light against darkness, both capitalized, light against darkness, for our order against thee, and then it goes dot, dot, dot. And I speculate it's the deceiver, which I'll let you figure out who, what character that traditionally is. But basically that which would enslave people is the deceiver, which to finish the ranto, Tool's most recent album says, the deceiver says, you don't want to breathe the light of the others. You belong to me. The deceiver in Tool lyrics gets into this because Tool's now been doing, you can look up these videos about how they've been getting into Rosicrucian work and alchemy and stuff like, it's so fucking cool. So thank you for that question. I love it. And I hope that gave a little bit of light on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can I say the, the ass thing? So I'm studying the Nat Paul tarot and... I was looking and reading about the, the fool card, right? zero. And in some decks of the tarot, the creature tearing at the legs of the fool has so rent his garments as to reveal the buttocks. Yeah. There you go. To the ancient symbolist, this signified the material universe whose mysteries were revealed by the cats or panthers, the priest of Osiris. Uh, Osiris. Yeah, I said that right. Who rending the garments of the infinite rendered his inferior parts visible to the wise a somewhat similar allegory is related about moses who was granted the right of beholding the nether parts of god the animal tearing at the garments may in this case be interpreted as either the dog of hermes the symbol of wisdom or the cat of babastus the night seer or the hierophant whose inner vision is capable of penetrating the darkness of matter so again this this showing again because they've always said this because we're right, the whole rosicrucian thing is that they made the whole King James version of the Bible and you have Francis Bacon and all these guys in there and they put alchemical symbolism within the Bible itself, you know, the original King James version. So this all plays a role. Cause I'm like, why would, you know, he, Moses is talking about, you know, you can't, you can't look him in the face or whatever. I can't even see him. But then he'll show me his ass. Like, well, you know, what the fuck's all this shit about? And then Moses apparently means the Indiana Jones, where the guys see the force of God from the Ark of the Covenant, and it just blows them away. Mm-hmm. Like to see the ass of God. First of all, <laughs> we just got to say that tonight. But um, yeah, I think that there's other allegories than just that, and it would be like his backside would be like like you talked about with the emanations. The backside could be seen. I'm just spitballing here. But that could be seen as like, oh, that was like the post, like uh, I would say post um, Yesod, post Malkuth version of God. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to respond with what makes sense to me right now. And that that seems to be a version of that. There's obviously like the elephant, bunch of blind men groping the elephant because that's the kind of parties they had back then. But yeah, we all have a slightly different take and it's valuable. That's why like harmony is good. We can learn to get along and like, 
the more we can communicate like this tool song schism rediscover communication then we cannot be oppressed by those who would seek to have us just fight amongst ourselves mm, right yeah, and it is interesting like considering we're talking about egregores when you look at how these ideas make their way into all of these different pop cultural icons works you know all these different projects and it creates this conspiracy theory of oh some grand designer master weaver some planner is planning all this stuff ahead of time right and I think it could be more easily explained in just that there's an egregore of people that sort of reach a similar vibration and these ideas, even though they might not be original to them, are flowing around in this mind space that they've joined into. And then because they're an artist, these symbols come through their work knowingly or unknowingly and because this sort of egregore force is actually behind it these people seem to be working in lockstep when they might not even be aware of each other and then that's where these synchronicities happen you talk about you know these really profound artists they seem to synchronistically meet with people who then they collaborate with and it all happens so perfectly and <laughs> a cult fan shaking his head righteously along. Like seizure, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this as I go on and on? No, man. Uh, well, first of all, you know, the Pisces rising, super sensitive, super caring, super artistic. Um, just talking with Joey last night, too. Um, he basically, I mean, I said literally almost what you were just saying. But Joey, Joey, Joey loves, Joey loves my Leo moon and knows not, I don't know if he's just saying it. And I think, it, I know he means it. I'm just kidding. But he's like, you're not just a special artist. I'm like, aw, but yeah, there's like some weird designs happening directly that are bigger than me that I don't necessarily fully understand. Why do I feel so obligated to fight for the white lodge? What is this about like in Twin Peaks? And to your point, Together, all of us have some piece of that. I am excited to learn more about what everyone here thinks because fuck if I have all the answers on my own. But I think you're absolutely correct and it is working very perfectly. And, um, you know, I love your Capricorn moon, by the way, since we're both the Libra with the Pisces. I like the hard working and the solid no bullshit. Give, you know, it's a Missouri, I think. Show me state. Like mm. That kind of thing. Mm. I really appreciate that. You know, there's, there's something to be said for the idea of manifestation but there's also something to be said for the blindness which comes from relying overly on that as well uh just to be libra about it but oh. yeah man um super sensitive people will the art this is directly what we we're saying like doesn't it doesn't it come through the artists of the time aren't they the first to notice that the veil is being um severely knocked off of its kilter by the cern thing like that's an extreme problem that we need to find a way to work together as everyone here and those of like mind who ostensibly want the good. I mean, I, I, I don't need labels as long as it really is the good. And I think we all kind of know what that is, but yeah, the point is, is that with some shits coming down and I want to emphasize the concept of the eighth sphere, this relates to what's going on with that weird demonic shit over at CERN and stuff like that. Even no agenda started talking about like, is, are there demons going on right now? I mean, 
the, uh, Adam Curry is uh, someone who was on Joe Rogan literally like this time last year. I was listening to that Joe Rogan. So this is for me a nod that I'm on the right path. But basically, um, I hope I kind of uh, answered a bit of what you were saying, at least that those things that are emanating out, like Juan was saying, will get to a certain level of mental uh, like Mercury, basically the sphere of Mercury. And I'm speculating right now that it starts to divide to different egregorical groups that have formed egregores on Yes on the lunar plane, which then is like a pachinko thing and goes, I don't know, that makes a lot of sense for some reason. That's just where I'm going with that right now. Mm, so I, I think that makes sense. I heard, what was it? A random Randy on this other podcast. And he was talking about how the moon was a reflection of this world like a mini map, if you will. So you're talking about like it manifesting on the, what you said, the lunar, the lunar dimension. Lunifesting, right? I, yeah. Well, there you go. So, I mean, <laughs> so it, it'd be like a, like a reflection, you know, it, it, it ricochet right back. Cows are sacred. They moo moon milk, that whole thing. Right. right. The cow jumped over the moon made of cheese. Right. Yeah, that's her monthly, right. Her monthly yeah. cycle. But um, I guess um, in uh, Twin Peaks to bring it up, let me see if I can um, pull it back to uh, where I was going. I just got to, you said the cow jumped over the moon thing. And I just got distracted. Uh, you said I'll come that. Back. <laughs> no, no. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no. I, so he said the thing about the cow or the, the mother's moon thing. Oh, the, Martin. The, I was actually thinking of the Holy gift by tool. Uh, those are two mm -hmm. big things to me. And um, the only track that I don't know if you guys know what the hell I'm talking about. So I'll just make it quick. You rearrange lateralis and you get a hidden album, which actually points towards the ultimate good, essentially disposition. Mm. Yep, I've been talking words. about this. I might have told Chris and Juan about this because when I heard you talking about it, I was like, whoa. The only track, the only track that is repeated in its same placement in the orders is Reflection and it's track 11, 11. So it's 11 on the Holy Gift as well as the original thing that you took. And, from and, and what Nathan Lee is talking about for you guys. It says the moon tells me her secrets. So oh. you mentioned Reflection. Damn. And he talks about I must crucify the ego before I pine away. Well, and Addis was the one who bled out from his vitality. You know, Addis right. was the one who got his snipped off. So he pined away. So don't drain your blood or vitality to the ticks and leeches of the negative side. Right. Well, and let me give everybody a really brief one-on-one. So Tool's album, Lateralis, has a hidden arrangement or sequence that you can take the songs and, and reorganize them into a different sequence. And <clears throat> I listened to it in this sequence and it makes more sense. When you listen to it, it feels like the songs are sort of transitioning into one another. You're fucking doing a spell, but and it is and it is like a spell and it's fuck. It's like a spell, man, and it's weird and, and I'm sure that uh you know, Tool is aware of all this because they're in, you know, cahoots with Alex Gray. They make all this amazing, uh, Alex Gray makes all this amazing art that they use in their shows and their, their um, you know, album covers and whatnot. Yeah, people have seen the Alex Gray artwork. It's iconic. Anybody who's even smoked weed has <laughs> seen it at some point in their weed smoking career. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I think that Tool, whatever they're, you know, objective is there's certainly like this, like uh revealer, you know, they f sort of like take this like dark energy that was heavy metal music and like gravitated into the light, which I think well is said. rare. Well said. And don't forget people can change. We evolve. Like all of us were 
probably pissant kids. We were probably little dicks. And Tool actually has on the prison sex CD, uh, uh, by, excuse me, vinyl, uh, they're at a blood party. And I'll let you, like, that's that's what they're doing. That he's main, uh, the, the Keenan guy, James Keenan, is literally slitting his wrists open and stuff like that. It's like very Marilyn Manson looking. So earlier stuff with O-T-O, T-O-O-L, the L is the T. Um, so, you know, the fool, they could be anything uh, kind of thing. The whole, the whole schmagoigle. Um, basically, you know, you can start off like, because, you know, people of that level of intensity of character, they're going to be explorative by nature. And sometimes, you know, when you're younger, the Legion will get right in you. That's why, um, just by way to say, uh, that's why in the 10,000 Days, uh, he says in um, Jambai, uh, whatever you pronounce it, Jambi, like the Pee Wee Playhouse thing, he says, uh, to finish the song, he says, Legion, silence your poison, stay out of my way. And you have to realize, like, that's why there's Legion inoculant as well on the album. And spells, if you're, if there's bad people casting spells, you better fucking hope there are good people casting spells or you are super fucked. So that's what I would say to that. And uh, long story short, when I met Alex Gray, when I was coming up on LSD, um, someone introduced me to him randomly. Uh, and so basically what happened was when I told him about the Holy Gift, I'm just cutting out a whole bunch of the story. He looked at me, he recognized me, and he called me Imaginathan. And I was fucking, and I said, of course, I'm like, as long as you add the Lee, just for Chris's, Chris's edification, I said, as long as you add the Lee. And Alex, he goes like, and I go, so anyways, that's a true story. He actually knew who the fuck I was. So this is part of my destiny to have, like, that's a longer conversation than now. But basically, this is an essential part of saving the fucking world right now, in my humble ass opinion. Mm. What's the, what's the, What's the numerical value of Nathan Lee? Because you're very adamant about adding the Lee in there. What's the? He knows numbers. it. You got the num the numerology of your name figured out, right? Uh, yeah, I am a. Gosh, I think a seven. So seven in a birth a birth path of the eight, and yeah, I am Adam. It's my fucking name. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're gonna not want to respect someone be rude to them and see how long they're going to talk to you. Right. Right. Well, yeah. And then, and people make a mistake and it's easy to be yeah. forgiven, but we're not going to purposely misname you. That would be rude. Absolutely. Well, again, I, I, I have my own choices to make. And if, if I don't like something, I can always like the song, the patient, I, I could walk away right now. Well, I would hope not, but I would understand if no, you everything's do. Good. Everything's good. I'm just making it, making it clear that freedom. I'm getting, is I'm getting sad now. I'm getting horny. <laughs> All right, so back to Legion Inoculant, because this is a weird name for a song, and I feel like we sort of skirted past it, but it says uh, you could hear the lyrics, free fall through our midnight, this epilogue of our own fable. Does that mean anything to you? Is that Twilight language, bro? We're not going to, I mean, we could try and decipher it, but all this shit is occulted, bro. The whole thing it's alchemy so they're not going to come out and say exactly what it is what was the name of the what was the name of the song legion inoculant i-n-o-c-u-l-a-n-t inoculant inoculant interesting um i think the song that you're actually talking about is descending oh that's what i meant that's what i meant oh there you go the active material used in inoculation inoculum an alloyant used to refine grain so it's like the mercury you know the mercury holds everything together it's used to activates the messenger 
to you know for the alchemical process but what was the name of the song the actual name descending oh fucking descending so it's got a lot of a lot of meanings behind it and the whole egregore thing i've been diving into that because of the i've been doing a lot of research on john d and you know the the d kelly workings because one of the main arguments with that is was it something of the subconscious that they were conjuring you know you have carl young that talks about this you have crowley when he was doing the cairo workings and all this stuff was it really uh, an ayahuasca or, or a lamb or was it something of the subconscious mind that he brought forth and gave it power you know what i mean is it something like again it's a very interesting concept and i i've been looking into that from from that point of view and then obviously you have everything else but well you um, know the song tempest right no i'm not familiar with any of those bands bro um so tempest is the seventh track on the uh fear inoculum album that we're talking about and uh so james bond or um what zero zero you have to see this for uh the visual one uh if you can see the eyeballs being the zeros and then going like a spy Mm-hmm. That's your that's your seven, so that's a double O seven, right? That's John D. Yep. Right. So you knew that about how he signed his name? So again, diving deeper into it, allegedly it's been debunked, but then I like to think that he was the original double O seven. He was part of the the first the <laughs> secret <laughs> who service. Thinks, who thinks that they debunked that? That's silly. But anyways, um various so based, books yeah, on it. Yeah. Well, I'll check into it later. I I definitely am interested in um what they what they what they have to say. Um, 007 being John D, The Tempest, that's the same one who wrote the, uh, or that is to say Shakespeare, allegedly Shakespeare, Bacon, Shakespeare, whomever, wrote uh, wrote about Prospero for their big last thing, The Tempest. And that is obviously about John D. So if they're writing the song, The Tempest, about John D, and they're talking about The Tempest must be that, they're talking about a giant magic conjuration. This mm-hmm. was a time right before we had the whole Rona and so basically they were saying a temporary pestilence must be just that uh, for one part of it. Also, if you're writing the thing about Saturn, it's the Tempest. I, I'm sorry, Mark, I cannot make out what, what that, was that is. Keep going. I, I don't want to interject just yet. I'll interject. I'll, yeah. I'll bring it up well, again. Basic, basically, um, I mean, I'm, I just, just for the debunked uh, John D thing, I, I hold no water for that. Like this is already in the album, like with too many steps happening. Uh, George Orwell ties into this with the whole idea that he, um, excuse me, Aldous Huxley ties into this with the whole Brave New World thing. And of course, Brave New World was first uttered by uh, Prospero's daughter, Miranda, who says, oh, what such Brave New World with such people in it. And they're obviously uh, talking about the spell that will make everyone basically into that AI kind of docile slave. Um, They talk about we're not buying your dubious state of, can I do this? Fuck yeah. Serenity, uh, with a Nathan F playing Mal or Lamb, and so they say we're not buying your dubious state of serenity. Now I know we know that there's this new medicine, so-called medicine called Paxlovid, and um, the whole thing with uh, co- uh, can we say that on this? Are you okay with that shit? Okay, uh, yeah, go for it. So sea change uh, or climate change is something that you can hear on a No Agenda episode of um, like probably six or something months ago where they're talking about Rothschild talking to his daughter Rothschild says oh that that's just a distraction from the climate change and so then I was like wow see Ovid 
Ovid, obviously a metamorphosis. So we're looking at Paxlovid, and Pax is the name of the drug used to turn 90% of the population into just like, they just basically die where they are. And, uh, you know, I'll add to, like, be careful of the weed that you buy because we're talking about cookies and cream. That's a popular type of weed that just started getting famous, I guess, like in the past couple of years once the government did it. And so they say, calm as cookies and cream, so it seems. We're not buying your dubious state of serenity, acting all surprised when you're caught in the lies. <laughs> you know, so um, I sing that song every day, actually. That's the song I finish my sing. Yes, I sing a 15 and 46 second. Yeah, whatever. It's it's a song that I'm very intimately familiar mm. with. So when I hear someone say, oh, they've debunked, like with such certainty, they've debunked that. I'm like, oh, well, okay. and, and, and and we got to yeah, keep that in mind that that's the mainstream establishment debunking yeah. that, not somebody oh, in our I alternative did, I we perspective. About, like, there's something I missed. Like, no, 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 so no, I'm, no, I'm no. presenting. So I'm doing research for an episode I'm doing on John D and I'm presenting all the points of views, mm. that being one of them that it was. How you said it I mean, was that's just how they put a smoke know. screen up between us and the truth one you know yeah, that no i know but i like when when i present an idea i like to look at it from all points of views of course of course focus on one thing and do a confirmation bias i like to okay well they debunked it well cool i still believe he was the 007 the og 007 was a a cipher that he would use and yeah i think you the two ball one can I, I absolutely believe that <laughs> um do you know of alan i think it's alan green he does the shakespeare code it's like to be or not to be.com or something like yeah, that. yeah alan green with an e at the end yeah i think it might be he was in a band he um i know nothing yeah he, he was like a part of the uh he i think he worked with the monkeys like he was like there, like uh uh, tour manager for a while. Yeah, that sounds right. And he was uh, on the Gramerica show talking all about this and and the Shakespeare stuff that he yeah, uh, untangled. So, so yeah, let, does he does he bring up the idea that William Shakespeare was part of the Secret Service and studied with John D. and that's how he came up with all his occult knowledge? Does he talk about that point of view? Cool. No, I don't know. I don't. So there's this idea that the missing years of Shakespeare's life was that he was actually with John D. And but the thing is, it's hard to say because John D. wrote everything down, but he was also the spy master. So would he have written that there was a spy there with him? And that's how allegedly he Shakespeare was able to get all his occult knowledge and the Tempest and and, you know, Chris, uh, Christopher Marlowe and all these things, the Faust and all this stuff like cool. That's how he was able to get all this information about the occult because he studied with John D for like ten years. He was. I didn't know that. I didn't. There's another. There's another pseudonym, and I'm missing it right now. It's in my notes somewhere where there is the William Shakespeare name is gone for ten years, but then there's this other pseudonym that is used, and you can correlate where John D was in this name of the pseudonym for William Shakespeare, where he was at, and again they were to allegedly they were together studying and that's how he got because john d had the biggest library of all time for that's you know he, he was said. yeah he was the steve hawkins of fucking the of his age so dude stephen like you're talking about stephen hawkins the the wheelchair guy yeah <laughs> no, i'm just saying because uh he was born on the same day as david bowie for no one fucking yeah i know that's cool um but there's this i want to bring this up quickly back to your um atlantis Rising, right? We're talking about eighth sphere potentially descending, according to the Steinarian tradition, and CERN could be fucking doing that. But Atlantis also might be rising right now, according to some people who really have a lot of money and who believe that. And basically, Gislaine Maxwell, who has the most hilarious first part of her name, Gislaine, 
Um, <laughs> semen, semen lane, sea lane. To the max, <laughs> uh, the maximum well. <laughs> well, that's the white stripes, like on David Bowie's Lazarus outfit, which is the Aleister Crowley stains. Uh, so basically, Gislaine oh. Maxwell just got the 20 years, but her name that she used to rent that house in New Hampshire, I think we might have all heard of that by now for some reason. We know about it's New Hampshire. Janet Atlantis was the pseudonym that she used for that. Yes. What? No, the whole breeding program. New Hampshire, where the White Mountains are and the American Stonehenge. And yeah, man. Of Jeez. course you would know that. Yeah, no. Um, That's the thing. Like, we really have no fucking clue. So I'm intrigued about this idea of like using certain names at certain times to indicate a particular. Maybe that was like the growth of the group's egregore itself. It, right. Well, and that just goes to show like whether whether the the egregores uh you know behind it or or the people themselves like something is happening and we are picking up on a pattern here and history repeats itself so this is not the first time it's happened so you know looking into john d and all that what we're seeing is the cycle expanding on a template that's set in motion and then the roles that fill that template those archetypes get fulfilled by the people who gravitate towards it even after the template's already been inlaid into society you kick so much ass dude <laughs> come on this can't just so... be me and you <laughs> patting each other on the back chris is so quiet today <laughs> chris you came in too hot with the full court press and now we're oh, now <laughs> shit it on right now <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy you guys chris is left in the dark chris is our normal man on the street take kind of approach he's very well read he knows his shit he's not an idiot Chris like, is yo, smart. All the shit, like I got you, like I feel you. Chris you know? knows. It's like whatever though, but it's like also at the same time. Long story short, are you saying you're some sort of like warrior, like light warrior? Is well, aren't we all by doing a podcast like this? I mean, think about how hey, warriors. Hey, 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 let the man answer the question. <laughs> okay, fine. Nathan Lee, are you a light warrior? That that is my porno name. <laughs> Like what's the like what's the you're in the Rosicrucian you're a Freemason you're in the deep state <clears throat> you are a planned birth from potentially Disney Corporation what is your purpose Yes <laughs> oh, I'm so mad I muted myself for that laugh yes <laughs> all right well you know Chris I don't think you're gonna get a straight answer out of Nathan Lee because like this is like this is this like an, the most interesting guest we've had on the show of course I knew this was gonna happen yes I know he is Nathan Lee's definitely very interesting and he's very well versed in a lot of stuff we've talked about on the show already he can also put his foot behind his head so that's that's a plus you kind of have the patriot blood the witch blood and maybe a little uh circus performer blood <laughs> in you with that uh flexibility star, but if you want to pay me for sir as long as you're paying top dollar it's a three ring circus whatever you want <laughs> well this show tends to feel like a three ring circus uh we can we can reach high heights and also meet low lows. We go all over the place with this show, Illuminati Confirmed. And our goal is not to, um, you know, ostracize anyone. We want to include everyone. And, and 
I've always felt like doing this podcast is sort of like a, and not just this specific podcast, but podcasting in general is a part of being in like a certain audio fraternity. Like you sort of the, the tools of the craft are like your microphone and your mixer and your laptop and whatever else you use. And, uh, and yeah, in a way we're participating in this white hat versus black hat thing. That's why you see the censorship. That's why you see the shadow banning and the corralling the narrative and going really hard on certain keywords like flat earth, COVID, and uh, all these other things that we are not afraid to talk about on this show because we are protected by Adam Curry's podcasting 2.0 RSS feed index. Everyone should know about this. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, what are you in the 1960s using Apple? Get a better podcast app, one that's not going to censor this good stuff and shadow ban it. I mean, really, I've seen people Spotify um, RSS feeds and it's like missing. It's like someone had taken like a like a, a Tommy gun to their RSS feed. They're like missing episodes because Spotify goes in and takes out what they think isn't good. And also they put this hideous COVID warning on every single episode that you even just like cough, like you cough on the mic and they're like, Oh, COVID warning. Or any abuse, (laughs) any abusive relationship. It's like one of those things where like, you can just see it's like the guy's like trying too hard. Like you can tell he's lost full control. It's a whole kind of like, well, you doth protest too much kind of thing. Right. Well, we are in an abusive relationship with the mainstream media. That is MK Ultra, right? I mean, that's Stockholm right now, bro. We have Stockholm syndrome. Not us, but the not us. The royal we does. Could I just give a shout out to both uh, Dave Jones and Adam Curry for making podcasting 2.0 happen? Because it's also Dave Jones, and he should get a shout out as well. So um, that's that's. I only credit Adam because he like invented podcasting, didn't he? I mean, he was like literally one of the first podcasters ever to have a podcast. He's the last person I emailed before uh, I went on the show. Actually, Um, damn, you know Adam Curry like that. (laughs) We uh, it doesn't. It's 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 kind of cool. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Telling you folks is we got a rock star in the building, but I. He was really sweet when he like started mentioning me on the show a couple of times, like randomly. I was like in my kitchen just doing dishes, and he's like, "So Nathan Lee told me that it's a Leo Moon right now," and I just kind of went, "What the fuck's happening? Why is he talking?" And um, one of the biggest, best things that I've contributed to that show, which I'm very pleased with, was uh, the actual full Hippocratic oath I got that read on the show. And one of the key things that, yeah, given where we're at right now, I just want to make sure. Uh, it says in the Hippocratic Oath, this should be surprising because it was definitely a shock. Uh, the actual Hippocratic Oath, the one we know, which is do no harm, that whole thing. It says, thou shall not produce any pestles nor mortuaries that will produce abortions. So when you see people trying to be doing that, uh, I ain't saying it's legion. I ain't saying it's legion. I ain't saying it's legion. Mm. I hear you. Well, and I was thinking this past week, and I mentioned it in Juan's Telegram and my own Telegram, that I feel like the whole Roe versus Wade thing that we're experiencing, you know, right now, people uproar, are mad about it. I don't think it's a coincidence. Obviously, nothing's a coincidence. But in this case, it feels like it's like twilight language for 
abort the mission, like their COVID mission has failed and they're aborting it and they're bringing up Roe v. Wade, row your boat, wade through the water, you know, this like movement energy of like, let's get on with it and move past COVID and get on to the next programming, the next part of the uh, social engineering. So that's kind of in a twilight language kind of way, what I've sort of seen, like all of a sudden we have this Roe versus Wade thing hit the news and it's like, well, yeah, they're trying to abort the mission right now. Cause how many, how many years have we seen people arguing about this issue? It's not a new issue. No. Guys, is Legion is a, 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 a group of demons that infect people? Is this right? Basically, dude, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the Supreme Court got infected by demons? Well, you're making a lot of direct connections. There hey, could be some people on there that guy. are and some people that aren't. But essentially what I was alluding to is more along the lines of getting humans to like destroy themselves at that level of term. I wasn't even talking about the Supreme Court. I was simply, Chris, saying like, to get people to murder their own shit like that to encourage that that sounds demonic as fuck yeah okay i mean have you seen the supreme court justices they they could be uh infected <laughs> they could Straight be infected up. they're all pretty young actually none of them really look that old now uh the last uh old one passed away recently the the female one right the first yeah, alligator burger there yeah R rbgbgb I love your interpretation of the green language on uh, that is a super uh, I love I had not definitely uh, definitely had not considered that I like that a lot mm. it's it rings pretty true to a degree so I, I'm on board for that right on well yeah. damn Nathan Lee Miller Foster we've gone all over the place as I expected and I loved it we we, we touched on so many interesting things we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon Chris Juan I know you guys probably have a lot to uh, add and and i'm wondering your final thoughts but i want to give our occult fan nathan lee miller foster a chance to share his final thoughts and uh and then we'll we'll wrap up what do you think guys could i could i go last actually I, i'm trying to yeah yeah that's what i that's what i meant i spoke out of uh turn so chris one what are your final thoughts on today's conversation summing things up chris you go first well, I had a whole other place I wanted to go because I know that Nathan Lee talks about astrology, right? And the, and the difference between that and astronomy and then the specific alignments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I was excited to get into that, but we didn't have time. You can email me afterwards, dude. Please do. Uh, just um, I'll take a look at your chart and um, just give you some info if you want. No problem. It's going to be like you're going to die from a fucking boulder attack. Man. No, no. It's not it's, it's not divination, Chris. It's not he's not going to divine your fate. Uh, I'll say that astrology uh impels, it doesn't compel. Does that make sense? It says like what could It's basically putting certain par parameters on, but you always have free will. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Free will is universal. Yeah. Well, and Chris, we could we could definitely have a future episode where we dive into astrology. I mean, not to yeah, say I that I wanted to talk to you guys about that. I thought that would be a fucking awesome topic on synchronicity, man. Oh like, my actually, god! I thought, <laughs> no, for real. I was thinking earlier today, like it would be rad to talk about that because it's an interesting. Well, can topic. I say something interesting? So, all right. So, I had a co-host that I started my My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast with. His name is Jay, he's my buddy, he's in a podcast called Mighty Tortuga. 
unfortunately, we're not really friends anymore because of the whole <laughs> podcast thing and, and him oh, not being on the show. You're going to say because astrology. No, no. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's weird because if you go back and you listen to episode 34 of my podcast, I had a kid named Alex Kazemi on who actually knows uh, a lot of celebrities, surprisingly. And he's an interesting kid. He's got a lot. Of, he wrote a book called Pop Magic. Uh, and uh, he's an astrologer. And he, he gave jay and i a reading and it wasn't just any type of reading it was like a reading on our compatibility as co-hosts sinistry yeah and he sort of divined the fact that we might end up actually not doing the show uh for very long because he was like yeah you guys seem to butt heads a lot and that was true and and yeah jay shout out to you brother i doubt you listen to this because you didn't even listen to the podcast when i asked you to edit it but hey you know that's what happens <laughs> so yeah astrology really could be a little sticky i don't know if we want to get into sinistry with this show we have a really good dynamic already uh chris at juan and i as as three co-hosts it's not easy to share uh the mic with two other co-hosts so and i think we do it really well so i don't know what do you think uh, Nathan Lee, do you think synastry would help us or harm us possibly? <laughs> Could only hurt, help, right? I mean, he doesn't know. All right. Well, Juan, final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I think this was, I think people need to pay more attention. That's why, you know, whenever we're, we sound like broken fucking records is not because, well, at least me, I can speak for myself. The reason I look into these things is to be able to recognize these aspects of reality of this realm before while they happen in real time and before they happen but how sam tripley said on this last stand-up that, that the show that i went to is like it's not your job to wake everybody up you know just do your part and that's it and the rest will line up so yeah yeah and i want to talk about astrology next time right every fucking time this is great right on yeah thank you so much for being here nathan lee miller foster your final thoughts uh, well, I, I enjoy everyone here. I, I'm happy that we've met. I look forward to talking with you guys more. Um, I, you had said something about the green language uh, about after the Rona and stuff like that, and it sparked something. And then I, it kind of like as thoughts like the abort happened. the mission thing I was getting yeah, into there was that whole thing that started coming through, and like mm. I was like, oh fuck, it went away. Um, oh. But it, it's it's okay. Uh, I want to say like definitely um looking at stranger things four uh that's got some huge implications um i would i would definitely encourage people to watch that show but do it with um do it with eyes that see if you can right and uh also connected to the show fringe which is deep cut dude because 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 if you can go into space I mean, if you can, uh, then, you know, basically what I think happened to the Astro NOTS are that what happened was, um, here's my last thought. I'll break down the moon landing quickly, which is that Taurus was, it's the earth. It's, you know, that famous shape that we all draw that little house with the triangular. So they put the eye on the pyramid. Basically they put the capstone on earth by having a Leo an Aquarius. And then Michael Collins was a Scorpio born on Halloween who never touched the moon so he was always that point up in the air but the only two guys that went down so it was a ritual to basically put a cap on the mental state of the earth which so many people actually bought that bullshit 
So when they say tranquility ruse, you're going to happen again in the tool song, tranquility base, tranquility ruse. I want to try to just tie together with a final thought that what's coming down is one of the most extreme periods of human behavior in the cycles. And there is a quote unquote war between good and evil happening. I hope everyone who listens to this show has a true heart, has a clear mind and can learn to put aside the lower aspects of their nature to actively choose good because there can be no God without freedom. That's what this country was great for. You have to choose God. You have to choose freedom. You can never be a man who's a slave and have a God. Holy shit, I just went, okay. So that's some serious shit. Bro, you should really just start with that next time. <laughs> okay, Chris. We'll have you write we'll have you write my material for me, sir. You'll be my I mean, editor. Just start with that. Like get everybody on your page and then divulge. You know, the other stuff can be like, yo, what? <laughs> well, it depends on the audience. So if there's people who need that, but um that's a, not a bad point of that's not a bad perspective that you're sharing. Yeah, I'm an idiot, bro. Don't listen to me. Dude, I'm stupider than you, bro. Well, you, you brought up Fringe, and I feel like, yeah, maybe we should have started there because Chris loves Fringe, apparently, according to that reaction. Do you remember the episode with a train that crashes? Uh, it's like the third. Okay, holy fuck. Let me say this. Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle appeared on just two episodes of Fringe. She was on the one that the last scene that she's in, she's using the Bible to endorse cannibalism. So, yeah. So. There's an episode of Fringe, because I'm pretty open about this, that has its climax, giggity, right across at the train station where I live. There's a doomed train that crashes right across from my house where I live. So even Fringe, oh yeah, the reason I brought all that up, the real astronaut thing is when they put people into a special K type of sensory deprivation tank and have you go through a portal Mm -hmm. where you're actually going into other dimensions. That is space travel. That is what's really the fuck they live happening. Uh, that makes yeah. more sense. See, honestly, yeah. that's the shit about it. It's like we were talking about portals the other day. It's like time travel doesn't make or, or space travel doesn't make any sense. Light speed, if they can't break that, we're fucked. So the only way to do it would be in your mind. That's it. Essentially, you're not. You're not even. I mean, you're not even far. Like, remember what happened to Olivia? They put he put her in the tank, yeah. and she goes to the other place. Stranger Things. They put Eleven in a tank. She goes to the other side. So um, I think what we need, what I'm seriously calling for, for those who have true hearts, uh, if you're gonna get initiated, do your thing, you're gonna know the path for you, but begin to control your body, begin to control your psychic abilities if you can have any. There's going to be a need for ours, ours who can do that in the times to come because they're gonna have, there's like the Red Hot Chili Pepper says, psychic spies from Asia try to steal your mind's elation and on a later song, they also sing, a stranger thing could never change my mind mm. on the other side. So I think we just actually like began a conversation tonight. That's where I would end it. Boom. I would love to have you back on as soon as possible. And I'm in luck because you and I are scheduled to have a show on my podcast uh, this month. And I, maybe we can get in the Red Hot Chili Peppers a little bit because that band, I know pretty much every song all the lyrics to most Dude. of their songs so Dude, think about think about like i'm older <laughs> than you guys but think about like just the name of blood sugar sex magic right right and then you look at rick rubin he talks about like they don't remember making huge parts of that album mm-hmm. it's really it's really oh. tricky shit. i think yeah we we 
we spent time talking a little bit about this on a Patreon episode that the three of us did when their latest album came out with that uh, single that I just was enamored by for a few weeks there because it was the, the lyrics were unlike any other song I'd heard them do. It's their yeah. most recent yeah. work. But anyways, coming to a close here. Nathan Lee Miller Foster. Thank you so much, brother. Check him out. He's got the Six of Swords podcast there. You can find a bunch of other variations of his podcasts. And he's also on Aeon Byte. You can go and subscribe to Aeon Byte and the Six of Swords on the same app that you're using to listen to this show. So go and support the brother. And uh, until next time, you have been Illuminati Confirmed. Guan, <laughs> tell me not to hit it, bro. Oh, come on, we gotta end the show with it. You seem nervous. Well, uh, yes, I guess I am. Why? Well, why not? At a time like this. What is there about a time like this to create what appears to be a state of emotional imbalance? Oh, I'm balanced. I'm perfectly balanced. Uh, absolutely symmetrical. It's just. Uh, unfortunate word. Well, I certainly didn't mean A word that. which, if stated in seriousness, would indicate a definite need for readjustment. Well, or sometimes a word just pops out. The word fate belongs to the obsolete societies of the barbaric past.